So I still think that there's a chance and, a, and an opportunity for those people. I, I'd be more encouraged by your response to it and how confident you are with that situation. I wouldn't be looking for that guy to want to become a patient. I would look. I'd be looking for you to handle that so confidently and so well that it doesn't detract from the next person that walks through the door. That you might lose your confidence because some asshole walked through the door. This is the Paul Goff audio experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you are listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. Hello, podcast listeners. It's Cameron here, a member of the coaching team at Paul Goff Media, where I help members of our community get their automated follow-up systems in place to dominate the private practice field, just like Paul. For today's Flashback Friday, you'll be tuning into an excerpt of the Paul Goff Physio Room Show. On this episode, you will hear Paul talk all about the mindset, strength, and balls it takes to deal with one or two obstructive patients that we all seem to pick up from time to time. Ever since Paul has implemented this into his practice, he has seen more success from each of his locations because it means his staff has more time and energy to serve the right patients better. If you like this podcast and are asking yourself, I wonder how this guy can help me in my business, then head to paulgoff.com forward slash books to check out Paul's collection of best-selling books. Whether you need help right now with marketing, sales and conversions, or hiring some new staff to save you time, there is a resource there for you. So be sure to head on over to paulgoff.com forward slash books. That's paulgoff.com forward slash books. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy and have a great weekend. So there's a guy comes into the clinic, walks through the door and he wants... He wants a free report and that's all he wants and he's expecting to be able to be to be able to walk into the clinic and get that free report with no, no not, nothing at all okay so first of all he's a little bit of an, an anomaly in that <coughs> more, most of the time they're not they're not that straight to the point so that guy i don't know him but he's probably got a lot of cynicism a lot of skepticism probably a lot of anger probably a lot of people have let him down in the past and he just wants to probably never ever be let down or put himself in a situation again where he might get a phone call of somebody who sells him something in a nutshell i don't even know the guy but that's him if that's what they're talking to you about and that's their if that's the first thing that you talk about when you walk into a clinic that i want this without any strings attached you've got a crap load of stuff going on in your life wrong so that's the first thing you need to understand with these people okay therefore anything thereafter it's very difficult to um, it's very difficult to move on. Like it, it really is difficult to take that guy to like to an appointment or to wherever he probably really needs to be because he's got so much pent up frustration, negativity, skepticism, fear. He's pissed off with everything and anybody. Like you just are if that's the first thing, and he's just trying to protect himself. So can we still win with that type of guy? Yeah, but it comes from you being very clear on that on who that person is. So again, what I've said in the past is they don't just come in with back pain, they don't just come in with knee pain or neck pain, they come in with all of these psychological, emotional, life history, stuff that's gone on in the past, people that have gone before before us, who've let them down. And it's quite sad that somebody does walk into a clinic so sceptical, but that's who they are, that's what they do. So we can't fight that, we just have to help them and work around it. So if he walks in and says, um, hey, I wanna, you know, wanna get a free report, 
Um, but I don't want to give you my telephone number. You do exactly what what there we we've kind of trained for in the past, which is okay. Well, listen, um, it's against company policy for us to do that, and here's why. And you do it with a smile. You do it with fun. You do it with energy. You do it. You stand up. That guy will want to dominate the conversation. So in that scenario, you have to stand up immediately. As soon as that guy, he's a driver, he's walking in, he wants something, and he doesn't want to give anything in return. Our game is, we'll give you this, but we need this back. Like, this is not a labour of love. Like, we're not Mother Teresa. It doesn't say Mother Teresa's physio room above the door. Okay? It doesn't. It says Paul got it. Paul is... It has. It has. We might start a franchise one day. What that means is we are willing to help you. And we're willing to say, hey, we'll make the first move, but we don't just give away all of this information like for nothing. And, and honestly, that is underneath. You have to kind of say, well, look, like we're happy to give you some information, but we need you to respect that we have a freaking business. We do need to have some potential opportunity to potentially do business with you. And if you're walking in off the street thinking that we're just going to give all this stuff away for free and that like, you know, can I just draw your attention to these walls? Like, because somebody's had to buy these. And can I just draw your attention to the staff? Like somebody has to pay me to be here. And see these physios next door? Somebody has to pay them to be here. Like, welcome to comments. If you just want the free crappy stuff, please go on nhs.com and download something crap off there, which you haven't got a clue. So you're not gonna say that, but that's the mindset. <laughs> no, no, okay. You're not gonna say that, but that's the mindset and mentality that you need to have, which is the strength and the balls to say, hey, first of all, I recognize you and I'm kind of sad and sorry that you're so skeptical and fearful at this phase of your life, but I also understand it. And that's why we do provide this type of information. But it is also important that we do get your email and your telephone number because we do need to follow up with people. That's company policy. We need to make sure that this document is fine and if you've got any questions, we're basically covering our back just to make sure that this is right for you. Make sense? Yeah. And then if that guy still doesn't want it, like, I'll open the door for him. Let him waltz right out. Because we're not going anywhere with it. But if the guy started to go, oh, well, Mm, I just thought I would get it. I'd get it for free. It's like, well, yeah, we're gonna give it to you free, but we need to like we need to have something back. Like, like we're a business for crying out loud. We want to be able to help people, and the reason that we give people those free reports is to help people make better decisions, potentially about coming to see us or getting some kind of help. On its own, what will the report do? Not an awful lot physically, but will it start the process of helping you to make a better decision? One hundred percent, yes. But the real goal of the report is to help somebody make a better decision. So your communication has to represent that to these people. But that's the skill. The first skill is in understanding what I just showed you there in the first 30 seconds. I don't even visually, I haven't seen him, I don't know him, I haven't heard his language, I haven't heard his body, seen his body language, listened to the tonality of his voice, nothing. I don't know him, but I know if somebody walks through the door and that's their first question to you, that guy's got massive, massive insecurity, skepticism and fear. More than normal. But he's a driver. And he's probably trying to catch you out. He probably spends all day long looking for ways to justify his belief that the world's crappy and shitty and everybody's going to rip him off. That's what they do. And they're happy when they find it. So I still think that there's a chance and an opportunity for those people. I'd be more encouraged by your response to it and how confident you are with that situation. I wouldn't be looking for that guy to want to become a patient. I would look, I'd be looking for you to handle that so confidently and so well that it doesn't detract from the next person that walks through the door that you might lose your confidence because some asshole walked through the door who was a driver who has had 50 years of skepticism and fear and wants to put you in a situation 
that makes you feel uncomfortable. He doesn't know he's doing that, by the way, he just is. It's just his default operation. That's how they do. Some of them are trying to intimidate you because it's their kick. It's, and, and I'm not saying that they're doing it on purpose. It's just their default way of living life because there's so little insignificance in their, so little significance in their life and their life has become such a downtrodden, everything's crappy, everybody around them has just accepted them for who they are or even worse, and now probably like on their own with so few people around them to like actually point anything out. The only time that they can get any form of like um, real significance is when they go into a situation and they kick up a fuss or they just um, put people in uncomfortable situations because it makes them feel powerful. It goes on everywhere, every day. I used to think that it was because of people being, um, like, they, they, they knew they were doing it. They don't. Most of them don't have a clue. They've just done it for so long. It's just become a habit. They close the door on the way out, and it's like, huh, another one. Another, another clinic just trying to get my business. Well, absolutely, we are trying to get your business. That's because we can help you. And if we have a little conversation first to find out if you've got back pain that we can help, then damn right, we'll be trying to get your business. Why wouldn't we? Nobody, and like, I'm not gonna go into it. I'll reverse this. If that was my son or daughter, I haven't done enough to help them to express themselves, to be confident in themselves, to be open to the world, to not be fearful in the world. The moment that you start to go like this, you're not comfortable in the world with who you are. Don't take offense to that, don't quit. <laughs> right? Do not take offense to it, don't quit. It's the truth, right? And I don't give a shit if you did quit. My, like, and I mean that respectfully, no, I mean that respectfully, right? I'll never ever hold back from saying these things because it's the stuff that needs to start being said. And I will never play the game that the rest of the world is playing and avoid all of the bullshit when I know this type of stuff is only designed to help you be more confident, be more confident, you'll make better decisions, you'll be a better person, you will live life better, you will impact people better and you will do so many more things. At the risk of being called an asshole and losing a member of staff, give it to me all day long. But that, to me, is my job as a parent, to point those things out. And that's all that's gone on over the years. No, nobody's ever looked at that. And it's not bad, by the way. It's, that's just a, a fearful, nervous like, habit. But it's the truth. It's what's going on. It's what your brain is saying. If I can just make myself so small here, in this scenario, nobody will, I'll, I'll be overlooked. And if I can be overlooked, I'm not going to make a bad decision. Unfortunately, most people spend 75 years being overlooked. So from you, it's body language, it's smile, it's eye contact, it's standing up, it's looking them right in the eye and smashing them with a baseball bat back at you. It is, it really is. The most important thing in any of these situations is if they try to catch you out, right, which some of them do, is intent. What is your intent? So what is our intent by giving away free reports? He comes in and he might think it's a little bit skeptical and he's a little bit, oh, what are you trying to do with these free information? What's the reason, the fundamental reason that we give away free information? Help them make a better decision Correct. That's it, okay? So we never back down from that. We never shy away from that. They might not like the fact that we need to take the telephone number or their email, but the reality is what we're trying to do underneath it is help them make a better decision. How many hundreds, if not thousands of people has this place helped as a result of helping somebody make a better decision? A lot. A shed load, okay? So, which is why you never, if they ever do put you into that uncomfortable situation, you have my 190% like, permission 
never ever to back down on it. We can talk through the tactic of it, but ultimately it'll all come down to your deep understanding of why we're giving away that information, which is to help people make better decisions. We are a, a business. We do need to provide a service that is ultimately paid for. And this is the one of the ways that I believe, firmly believe, is a fair way of, okay, we don't know each other well enough yet. And if you give me that, or if I give you this, which is some free helpful information, why don't you give me this? So I'm gonna give you something which has took me years to, to study for at school. And all I want in exchange for that right now is a way to have a conversation with you in a few days time. If you don't wanna play those rules, go somewhere else. That's it. There's nothing else to, to, to do. You do it with love and compassion and with empathy, but you do it with that 100% belief that what you're doing is right, because it is in our world. It might not be right in his world, but if it isn't, he's in the Nokia store, he's in the iPhone, the, the Nokia store, and we're selling iPhones. It's the same as um, walking into a, to an iPhone store and asking, do you sell the latest Nokia 500? No, we don't. Could you tell me where the Nokia store is? Yeah, it's down the road. Bye. Nobody really wants the free report. That's what you've always got to understand. It's their only way of walking into the store and starting a communication or a relationship. But for most of them who walk in, it's like, what's the price? And I was just walking past and I was wondering, like, can I have some information and what's the price? Mm. Now, give or take, nine out of 10 are gonna be like that. Do you think that's the only thing that they wanna know? Or do you think that that's just the only thing that they know how to ask? Yeah, yeah. just to come in. The fire starter, that's all they know how to do. The guy meets girl in the bath. Do you come here often? I've said it before. Do you think that's the only thing he wants to know? <laughs> so a guy meets a girl in the bar for the first time. Do you think that all he wants to know is, do you come here often? <laughs> they don't know what else to say. That's how 99.9% .9 of the world operates on a daily basis. You're seeing it with staff here who can't handle it. Don't think for one second that's anything to do with us. That's them and their conditioning and their inability to recognize that now that's what we have to do in the world. Seriously, I've been 100% serious with you. Like the more that I see what's going on in the world from a bigger picture of working with businesses, working with staff, just generally traveling in and out of other businesses and speaking to them, there is a clear divide between the transaction businesses and the transaction employees and the connecting and the engaging employees and the customers. Customers will never ever step up to a engaging and connecting conversation because they can't, they don't know how to do it. Why? Because they've been for 25, 30, 40, 50 years engaged, sorry, stuck in a transaction. And the new breed of, of kids, 20, 21, 22, they don't really do it because they're connected on social media in a different way. So you've now got this like massive paradox going on, like which is unbelievable. That like the older staff and the older clients they're not used to connecting and engaging because nobody ever did, right? But now that's what we have to do to earn their trust and get their business. So nobody knows how to do it. And the younger kids, they can do it if it's on phone and they can do it if it's on Twitter or social or Facebook, but when it comes to one-on-one -on -one interactions, probably not. They're not used to because again, their life is short, it's quick, everything's happening in real time, New York minute style. Like give us it. All of a sudden we're asking people to engage and connect. Is it any wonder that staff of a certain age can't do it, not at all. So again, it's something to bear in mind like with, um, with customers when they come through the door. It's not that they don't want to do this, they just don't know any other way because no other business has done it. There's a, there's a divide now between pre-internet, this is the way I see it, pre-internet, pre-Facebook, pre-Google. Like the way that business was run, 
people think, I, I still think a lot of business owners think that it's the recession that's caused what's going on in the world now, and it's not. It's Google and Facebook. It's changed everything for everybody. How we interact, how we connect, what we expect, the opinions that we can have, the information that we can get hold of, the way that we make decisions, the way that we buy, the way that we interact, everything has changed. And it's got nothing to do with the recession anymore. The consumer has genuinely changed. Those three events happened titanically at the same time. Google exploded, Facebook exploded, and a recession happened. And people are clinging to the fact that it's a recession, and it's not a recession. Consumers don't know how to do this type, or businesses haven't responded to the fact that the way that consumers operate in their daily lives everywhere else except in their environment. So we're all living one way, and interacting and connecting another, and being emotional and connecting and engaging online and doing all these things. And then these same customers are walking into our stores and our shops, and we're having a transactional conversation. But because now it's in passing, it's difficult. And not many people have done it. You won't have been taught it at school. I guarantee you, like, nobody will have taught you how to teach. Because our intent underneath all of that training is to serve a customer better. Make sense? Mm -hmm. When you see all of this stuff going on, don't think that it, that it is such a, um, we're doing all of this for the sake of it. We're kind of doing it now because you have to. I don't know any other way to survive in, in how any business can survive in the old-fashioned way of just the transactional, what's your price? What do you do? I'm physical. Oh, okay, great. So that's why we, we've got to keep doing it. We always have to refine it and get better. The world's moving at such a fast pace. It's unreal. It's changing weekly. Like, everything and everybody is moving towards different like ways of buying, different ways of communicating. And the companies that don't keep up are the ones that go bust. So that's what, again, going back to everything that you're doing, has to under, under all underlying of all of that, you can role play the, the you know the tactical do this do this, but your underlying belief and, and reason for it has to be able to understand that it's all because a consumer now has completely changed. A consumer who has no who interacts and lives one way with their friends and their family and online, the fifty year olds the sixty year olds it's here and it's going nowhere. Like five years ago, you might have thought oh like social and Facebook and all that isn't going to take on. Right now, our customers are living that life. The 55-year-olds are living that life. Connecting and engaging one way, living life completely different when they arrive. So it's our game, so step up. Thank you for listening to Paul Goff's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you can benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.